Sometimes when you're driving down the road all by yourself, you begin to hear a voice that tells you you need to look around, pay attention. Maybe something isn't quite right. That voice is me. It's the voice of Gord. Good day, everybody. Uh, welcome to a special emergency episode of Voice of Gord. I'm Gord. This is my voice. The other voice you're going to hear today is a young lady from Alberta by the name of Nikki Tom, who I've become acquainted with in doing my homework on what's happening with the four gentlemen in Coots, who you've seen me write about in Newsweek and on my Substack. I've had margaret mckay on this show and i've appeared on mr jason levine's uh, rumble and youtube channel uh, discussing this issue and i'm planning on doing more and earlier today i had a very uh lengthy and um how shall i put this disheartening conversation with ms tom about the situation with the men and coots and she's uh agreed to join us here and share information about the men's health issues, how they're not being addressed uh, while they are in remand, how she's getting nowhere with Alberta Health Services, any MLAs or politicians, and um, the injustices against the Coots for continue to pile up. Uh, Nikki Tom, welcome to Voice of Gord. Thanks, Gord. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thank you for joining. <laughs> um, this... Uh, I never thought in my lifetime, you know, uh, Canada would have political prisoners, uh, much less treat them nearly as badly as uh, the Americans treated all the guys they rounded up and sent to Guantanamo Bay. But here we are. Yeah, it's pretty sad and sickening what's happening in our country. And uh, yeah, this this used to happen. And well, this happens in third world countries, but now it's here. Right. So I wanted to speak to you. Uh, about the boys in general and i've come to find out that much like margaret mckay you've sort of stepped into the breach as an advocate for the men um, one of whom has been a friend of yours for a very long time that would be uh tony olianek yeah tony and i we grew up together uh went to school together um we both own uh trucking companies <clears throat> and uh yeah we've just uh talk business and been friends ever since so and this is uh we're both freedom loving people so this has brought us together even more right and as i understand it you all went to coots together to uh take part in the freedom convoy you bet um tony and i had a conversation three days prior he knew nothing about uh, coots prior to our conversation and uh, i said we're going to support freedom and he says i'm in and uh, so we all met our sh met at our shop at uh, one more uh, one morning on uh, the January 29th, and we left from there and all headed to Coots as a group. There was probably uh, thirty or forty of us that left our shop. What immediately strikes me about this piece of information you've just shared, Tony and the others are charged with conspiracy to murder RCMP officers. Pretty serious stuff. But the man had no idea that there was anything happening 
three days before he even went there? No idea. No idea until I phoned him and, and uh, let him know what was going on. Yeah, so the, the case continues to disintegrate further in front of our very eyes. Oh, man. So you all went to Coots. Most of us know what happened. Um, you know, the Freedom Convoy went on. And the evening before the Emergencies Act was invoked, they started, well, I mean, they arrested those guys. They arrested nine other people, too, if I'm not mistaken. There was 13 arrests in total, but nine folks got released. Yep. Right, but not Tony, who's in remand. Uh, what facility is Tony being kept in right now? Uh, the Medicine Hat remand facility. Right, and from what I understand, you uh, mentioned he's been held in solitary confinement uh, for various periods, including one in excess of 40 days. Yep, he said um, <clears throat> he's, he keeps a diary every day, and he said um, he's going to tally it up, but he says it's it's guaranteed 40 days in solitary confinement. Right, which is, you know, uh, by certain measures and certain organizations around the world considered a form of torture. Yep. And Tony has a particular health issue, which he's getting um, no assistance in treating while he's in this remand. So Tony has got a condition called SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, um, which can make you very sick. You need a special diet. Um, he has not been getting a special diet. He's been on a gluten-free diet <clears throat> before he was in there. Um, they are not catering to his gluten-free diet. Um, he's been asking, he was treated by a naturopath um, before with a healthy diet, um, Clydal Silver and a probiotic, which he became very healthy from being sick. Um, he entered the remand facility and health problems. Um so when he was in Medicine Hat, he was given a prescription of a probiotic. Um, he was then transferred. Um, he had a uh, to pretrial. So he was transferred from Lethbridge to Calgary, back to Lethbridge, and denied his probiotic. At this other facility? <clears throat> yes. And has been, uh, and, and, and that denial continues. He still hasn't had his probiotic at all. So that denial continues. Um, he, he has wrote in through Alberta Health Services request forms um, asking why he was giving a pro, given a probiotic and then it was taken away. Um, the remand facility said that it is not non-formulary in their wordage. Um, so I spoke to his naturopath asking um, what would be formulary and they said mag citrate would be formulary. So Tony wrote in to Alberta Health Services being that mag citrate was formulary and they denied that request also. You know, uh, I'm going to zoom out a little mm -hmm. bit here. We have this bill that Trudeau is trying to put through. Uh, is it C47 or C48? They're basically trying to regulate natural health products, supplements, uh, vitamins, you know, very basic things you can get at any health food store and most grocery stores. And, and have them regulated like high-powered pharmaceuticals as if the two things are the same in an effort, you know, to further punish people who would rather administer their own health instead of be slaves to the Canadian um, uh, health uncare system, of however you want to call it. But um, uh, healthy people administering themselves and looking after their own health is not a population that's easily controlled or put in fear or scared of things. 
and uh, the the fact that they're denying uh, a pretty a pretty basic supplement like magnesium citrate to Tony uh, only tracks with what the feds are trying to do. Yeah, and um, I have as as I went to Alberta Health Services to get help from Nick. Um, I was actually given a number, a file number of one three eight one uh, one three eight one eight five for to for Tony. It was filed July twenty sixth. Um, I have since then um, sent Nick um, the information on Mag Citrate that it is formulary. Um, Tony has phoned um, Nick at AHS and had a discussion with him. He says, well, he'll try and move it up the ladder, but most times um, the request stands. So whatever the remand center says stands. So probably even with this request, he still won't get help either. Well, that's really nice of them, isn't it? Um, and then- Go ahead. And then, and then in the prisoner's rights and challenges, um, it talks about um, to go through the proper chain of command. Um, to go uh, fill out your forms with AHS. And if you can't get any help, it um, uh, tells you you can go to the Alberta Human Rights Applications and Remedies. So I phoned um, the Alberta Human Rights and I was told that um, they do not deal with uh, um, this issue, that it's a narrow scope, op narrow scope of operations and they don't deal with standard of care. It then says to go to the Ombudsman um, Complaints and Remedies. So I phoned the Alberta Ombudsman to for a second remedy. They said I would have to get legal help, and they would not help me either. You know, it's funny. Human rights commissions have a very long and sordid history in Canada of um, causing trouble to people who are accused of being offensive. So um, the Human Rights Commission will um, lay waste in their pursuit of anyone who uses a naughty word or says something in the media, some client group of the state doesn't like, but actually assist you when your human rights are being denied by the states with regards to your health, they'll do nothing. Um, why am I not? Why am I not surprised? Um, you told me earlier that you have taken this like to Premier Smith's office and not got anywhere with them either. Yep, I had um, phoned Danielle Smith's office, um, spoke to her secretary, Johnny, um, spoke to him for about that, 15 minutes. We, we don't know if that's their actual name. They might just be using a pseudonym. Um, spoke with him and spoke with him for about 15 minutes, told him about Tony's health conditions, um, told him he was being denied a probiotic, um, told him the symptoms that he was having, um, told him that he needed a, a better diet, that he was not getting a proper diet. Um, Johnny then proceeded to say to me, um, I was unreliable, uncredible, and unbelievable. Um, I asked him if going to the bathroom uh, was not a human rights issue, um, because I said every human rights issue I'm having here is being violated. Uh, basic, uh, <laughs> uh, basic. Well, yeah, we, because the IBS was basically causing Tony to not actually be able to go to, to pass a bowel movement for 10 days. And I was told that was unbelievable. He said that would never happen that AHS is very reputable. And uh, if he needed help, he, he would be getting it. Right. So that's like a that's like a very short version of the government investigating itself and finding it had done nothing wrong. But in like an answer to a phone call. Yeah, uh, all, all very convenient. Um, I, I understand 
yourself and Margaret and some other people in Alberta and having raised this issue are uh, many folks are calling AHS and their MLAs. And this, this resulted in um, some threatening pushback to Mr. Olianik while he's at, at remand. Yep. Um, Tony was taken aside um, by one of the directors in the facility and said, um, this is causing us a big problem. Um, maybe I might be able to make a one-time exception for you, which that's to me is not acceptable. It should be, um, a, uh, let's make it for all. Um, and then he was taken aside by a guard and saying, this better stop. And Tony had just said, well, if you do your job, I'm just asking for a simple probiotic. I just need some help because I am sick. Yeah, this, I mean, I, I just took some major antibiotics. I had a tick bite and I didn't want to get Lyme disease. So I took a, a cycle, a, a course of doxycycline and the antibiotics knock out your gut biotics and then make you feel really bad because your food's not digesting properly. It's not being passed through you properly. And every doctor you talk to will tell you if you take doxycycline or some other antibiotic, when you're done taking it, take probiotics. Like this is, this is basic medical care that I've never heard of being argued. And the fact that Alberta health services is pushing back against this makes me wonder if um, there's word coming from on high to, you know, just sweep this under the rug and continue the punishment of these men, because as I said in my Newsweek article, they're political prisoners now. These guys have been identified as enemies of the state. And um, th this is the government just like poking them and needling them and pun punishing them with uh, bureaucracy and denial of, you know, the sort of basic rights afforded any other prisoner. Well, and when Tony did get back to Medicine Hat, um, he thought maybe since when he got back, because the probiotic was issued in Medicine Hat, and it was valid to the middle of August, um, I did make a, a comment to AHS saying, um, if there's a if there's an inmate that has diabetes, would the insulin not follow him? And he said, well, of course. And I said, well, of course, and why won't his prescription of the probiotic follow him? So Tony was two weeks waiting to see a doctor in Medicine Hat, finally got to see a doctor. And even the doctor had said to Tony that this is wrong, that he should be able to have a probiotic, but there's nothing he can do. Um, the, the doctor did suggest to Tony, maybe you could take a, an antidepressant, a laxative, or, um, oh, what was my third? Uh, there was another item that um, he could have. <clears throat> and uh, he's, he said, well, I don't need an antidepressant. Oh, Pepto-Bismol. He says, and Pepto-Bismol is not for, for my, my SIBO. And he said, well, maybe you could take an antidepressant for a month. And when it doesn't work, then we can maybe put a, a prescription in for a probiotic, but we have to try the antidepressant first. And Tony said, I am absolutely not taking the antidepressant. G give, given the record that antidepressants and, you know, uh, SSRIs, uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, and uh, you know opiates, and uh, oxycodone, and all these high-powered pharmaceuticals they've been handing out like candy for the last twenty odd years, especially here in the United States. Seeing the devastation they've wrought, seeing all of the 
the negative health impacts of people getting hooked on antidepressants or just the antidepressants making them into like shells of human beings, you know, like giving that to somebody because they're having gut issues and the government actually won't solve the gut issue. Like this is madness. Um, I'm, I'm, I can't, you know, Canada prides itself. One of, one of the pillars of the quote unquote Canadian identity is, you know, pretending that we're somehow better than the United States because we have a government financed and guaranteed healthcare system. And then they pull stunts like this and won't even allow a person to have a real simple probiotic. And they would rather push, you know, high powered pharmaceuticals. But I mean, that's just what happened with COVID, right? Everybody go get your vaccine. And if you don't like it or don't take it, um, you're a bad person. And they went on a scapegoating and, um, mass outgrouping campaign against anybody who is skeptical of that regime and decided to manage their own health. Um, yeah, this is, this, this, this is nutty. Um, how, how are the other, do you have any sense of like, how are the other three gentlemen are doing with their health? Terrible. Uh, Jerry Morin actually has, um, some cavities or some teeth that needs to be fixed. And, uh, they said, Nope, you can have your teeth pulled. So they're ba instead of getting fairly standard uh, dental care of getting like, you know, a cavity filled or a, a cap or something like that, they're just saying, no, we're just going to pull your teeth. Yep. And Chris Lysak has bad knees and needs injections into his knees. And um, the last time he had an injection, he had the wrong injection put into his knees. And he's and uh, Granny had said that the his knees were actually worse for a month following and Jerry Oof. also actually has an ulcer in his eye that needs to be dealt with. He's got varicose veins now, and he's finally got compression stockings for them. It's it's bad. The healthcare system is failing these men. Right. And I would imagine the diets they're getting in the prisons aren't exactly like the healthiest, most nutrient-dense and rich foods either. No, they were actually served rotten five-day-old egg salad sandwiches with uh, black lettuce. It was actually documented um in court <clears throat> um yeah and the canteen list um that tony has sent me back there is not one stitch of anything that is actually healthy on that canteen list so i imagine it's short on fresh greens fresh fruits other fresh vegetables legumes um you know decent meat it's probably quite heavy on starch processed vegetable oils seed oils all that garbage i'd imagine yeah Yep. And Tony actually, sometimes he has to buy some junk food to barter with some other inmates to actually get a salad or some actually good food. Wow. Canada, 2023, not looking so good anymore, are we? And then uh. when you, and then the, I, my, my biggest problem is last I've spent since July 26th, emailing public officials, MLAs, MPs, Anybody in government, the health minister, the justice minister, saying we have some human rights violations of the highest levels, and I cannot get a, a return call back. Um, I've actually heard reports that people are actually getting the phones hung up on them, and anytime the Coots 4 get brought up, you're totally shut down. Wow, so... Uh, uh, <laughs> I hate to use, you know, the, we are often accused... You know, those of us in the freedom movement and those of us who pay attention to what the government actually does and would like to have some more control of our own lives 
are accused of being conspiracy theorists, which, you know, is a slur that was created by the CIA in the wake of the assassination of JFK when regular citizens questioned the narrative around his murder. And the, the, the conspiracy here is actually on the part of the government. I mean, they are literally conspiring to deny these men justice. You know, everybody in Canada gets bail, not the coots for uh, people who have killed police officers, people who've driven their cars into crowds of protesters are out on bail. Someone who killed an innocent woman in Toronto on the street a few weeks ago, out on bail. Coots 4, denied bail. I want to take this moment, too, to remind everybody that all four men, none of them have a criminal record, and none of them have any reason for the government to believe they're violent whatsoever. There's no history of violence, no trouble at all in their lives, no threat to anybody, and being denied bail and essentially tortured with this, you know, solitary confinement, being given crappy food, being denied uh, necessary medical treatment that any other prisoner would get as a matter of course. As I understand it, um, people who are addicted to drugs, uh, when they get taken into the prison system, you know, are given narcotics to at least help wean them off, if not, you know, prevent them from dying uh, or going into, you know, some kind of like uh, uh, drawn out uh, regression or uh, other issues. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted that like this is going on and you're getting nowhere. Has there been any, has, has there been any like bright light at all from the government, like at any level, local, provincial or federal uh, to get any help whatsoever? Uh, I have had one MLA, um, I did get a, a reply back saying that she had forwarded my concerns to the health minister. Um, I have not heard anything since. I have had another MP reach out to me. Um, I have been waiting for his phone call back. So basically, no, no help. And the more I keep digging, the worse it gets. Um, I did have a conversation with Tony. Um, when he did get back to the Medicine Hat Remand facility, um, three of the gentlemen that he, the inmates that he knew, had known before were all beat up. Their faces were black and blue. And he asked what had happened. And he said, one of the inmates had, was denied his medication, went AWOL and sent three of the other inmates to the hospital. Wow. That's, that, that's pretty heavy stuff. You know, Canada prides itself on being, you know, this quote unquote peaceful country where not much else very happens. But in, in, inside the prison system, um, when people are denied their basic care, they kind of act out and things kind of go haywire. And this is all preventable and basically the government's fault for failing to provide for the basic necessities of life um, to the people that they have locked up. It's, it's rather it's rather disturbing because there's been lots of articles since then that I've pulled that have actually been showing that people have been trying to blow the whistle on these remand facilities for a long time. But there's been health issues. Um, the fil facilities are filthy. Um, solitary confinement. There was actually a lawsuit um, in Alberta here um, back in. I'll just pull the article here. Um, Alberta court certifies class action lawsuit on solitary confinement. 
And that was a July 20th, 2022 article. So yeah, Jerry Moore being 70, 70 days so far, probably in solitary and Anthony 40 plus days in solitary for um, no reason. And when I had actually reached out to one of the lawyers and asking um, if, and Tony had wrote in, in in one of the health orders to asking, you know, why can't I be in genuine population or why am I being put in uh, solitary for 22 hours a day? And the facility had wrote back to him and said, um, we actually have, uh, what does the order say here? Um, As you have numerous separations set up by the courts, we're limited to housing you. So we're just wondering um, where the documentation is on um, numerous separation set up by the courts, which makes no sense either. Yeah, I, in speaking with a few people back channel, I've used the term Kafka-esque nightmare a few times, and it really sounds like it because, you know, these gentlemen have been charged with a pretty serious crime. It sounds like there's absolutely no evidence other than the memory testimony of two undercover RCMP officers who are like working the crowd at Coots, and there's no actual recordings. This is all based on, you know, things they wrote down from their memory. So who knows how you interpret who was saying what. Um, a staged photograph of a bunch of guns that are all perfectly legal to own in Canada and, you know, not, not handled correctly, um, you know, laid out nice and neat in front of an RCMP car photo taken the night before the invocation of the emergencies act. You know, there's just, there's just all of this indication that these guys are being used to keep Trudeau's legitimacy of invoking the emergencies act, you know, legitimate i guess and there's nothing to it and every system that is supposed to ensure justice in canada is served between the government and the citizens it's supposed to rule over is failing or is being turned off so that you actually can't get justice and like i don't i don't know what to say or do about this other than keep talking about it and I'm 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 just I'm I'm almost speechless that this is going on in Canada in 2023. Yeah, uh, last week, um, actually, one of the gentlemen, one of the four accused, had reached out to Granny because um, one of the inmates in the Lethbridge facility was having health issues, heart issues, um, and couldn't get any help. So finally, um, Granny got the public to flood the, the remand center, the correctional facility, uh, phone lines. And this gentleman finally got help after the phone lines were flooded. So maybe that's something listeners to this show um, should do is, uh, you know, carry on, you know, uh, making phone calls, writing to MLAs, sending emails. You know, we can't, we can't let their stonewalling go unnoticed. We have to just keep throwing, throwing our voices at them and saying like, this is, this is out of order. This is wrong. And, you know, you, our representatives of the state who are charged with, you know, doing the right thing and administering to our concerns have to do it. And I guess we just have to keep keep yelling at them in the notes. Anybody that's listening to this in the show notes, I'm going to provide phone numbers, emails, Alberta Health Services, uh, give, send, go for Margaret, for the boys. You'll have all kinds of ways to, um, you know, write to the people involved here and then write letters to the write letters to the men to help keep their spirits up because I can you imagine 
being separated from your family for this long. I, I got a call from Chris Lysak last Thursday afternoon, and he told me like a pretty wicked story about how I can't remember what news media organization showed up at his um, kid's father's kid, his kid, his kid's mother's father's house. Who's hard of hearing. No other adults were around. They kind of let themselves into the house and, you know, tried to interview his 11 year old daughter with nobody present. And, you know, what? <laughs> the, the, the treatment these guys are getting at the hands of the media is disgusting at the hands of the government is disgusting. And, you know, it's, we need to do something about this. Um, do you have any other uh, advice or comments, Nikki? Um, well, uh, as far as I can see, these, these politicians have forgot. They, we don't work for them. They work for us. And so, you know what? I think we need to flood the, the phone lines of the Alberta, the health minister, uh, the justice minister, Danielle Smith's office. Um, keep flooding these lines because any MLAs, MPs, uh, this is inhumane and unconstitutional and absolutely the most sickening thing people could ever even imagine is happening to these men and it's up to we the people to stop this right and for the for the heinous crime of you know uh, protesting uh, the covid regime imposed on us by justin trudeau that nobody asked for um you know the, the, the when when your charter rights have been clearly taken away when you're subject to you know two years of a basically psychological terror campaign by the government and the media and you stand up and say enough's enough and what do they do they arrest you accuse you of bogus crimes and throw you in jail and then keep you there for a year and a half like that's this is this is some this, this is some uh this is some banana republic authoritarian tyrant nonsense like this is this should not be canada in 2023 but unfortunately it is so I, I would encourage everybody again, check out the show notes. If you're listening via my Substack, it'll all be there on all my podcatchers. I'll have all of this information that Nikki's going to share with me. And, and you guys should really do your level best to not shut up about this because there's four innocent men in remand um, being treated horribly and, 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 and in many ways tortured and it has to stop. It's, it's actually sick and disgusting, you know, when uh, Tony's so sick, he did make the comment to me, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it, make it home alive because he can't get a proper diet, um, not eating. He, and there's some days he can't even eat because he, he doesn't even get good food to eat because it actually just makes him sicker. I actually did ask AHS when I called them, um, so what happens, um, who's accountable um, if somebody dies or somebody's sick? And I got the comment of, um, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that, that only follows our, our society is currently managed by the worst ruling class in human history. And that filters down to all levels, including provincial. Um, these people are disgusting and they don't, they're, they're, they're incompetent and they're venal and they're more worried about their jobs than they are about actually doing their jobs or serving the people that they are tasked to serve you know, uh, uh, on our taxpayer dime. And uh, I, every, everything I've heard about what's going on with these guys, like make, again, it makes me ill too. And I mean, that's why I'm here. I'm happy you came to speak with me. 
and any any way I can help, including blasting this out on my podcast, anybody that's listening to this that's in Alberta or in Canada or cares or has the time or has a couple of bucks to spare, uh, please you know help these guys out. We, we have political prisoners being tortured in Canada in year of our Lord, 2023. And anything you can do to help. Yeah, this, this, this is unconstitutional. It's sick. It's inhumane. It's absolutely disgusting that, that this would even actually happen in this country. And we've allowed it in third world countries and here it is. So we better not allow it. So it's time that the people step up and we stop this and start phoning in. And because at any time this could be anybody else. And from what I'm finding, there are many more just like this. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've heard that there's actually quite a few various political prisoners uh, in various positions around Canada. I'm going to dig into that myself. But in the meantime, uh, Nikki, Tom, thank you very much for standing up for your friend, um, for standing up for the men, for standing up for Canada, and, and for just for being a decent human being and having some principles morals and and some concern uh, for your fellow citizens um, in the last few years uh, the covid crisis showed us that uh, many of our fellow citizens have forgotten these things and have forgotten to do the right thing um, you know may, may, maybe through their own fault maybe through uh, not correctly standing up against the fear imposed on us by covid and by the government but um what you're doing here is great. And I want to thank you very much for your time and for all the efforts you've put into this. Well, thank you, Gord. Pre appreciate getting the word out because uh, people need to know about these men and need to know about how they're being treated. And uh, it's up to we, the people to fix this problem. Yeah. Amen to that. All right. Thank you very much, Nikki. Thanks, Gord. Appreciate it.